seeker. Welcome to the Awakening Her podcast. I am so grateful that you've been led here and I'm excited for you that you're answering the call to manifest more magic in your life by mastering the law of attraction. So cool. My name is Talia and I'm committed to cutting the fluff and showing you exactly how to manifest more excitement, ease, success, abundance, confidence, love, and anything else you've been craving. So if you're ready to crack the code on manifestation, amplify your intuition, and play in the quantum, we are now besties. Let's do this. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. My name is Talia Joy, and I have a giant smile on my face. (laughs) Can you tell? Oh, Seeker, I feel so good today, and I hope that you're feeling good as well. And if you're not feeling good, I'm sending you so much love, and I am so grateful that you're here because today's episode is going to be fun. It's going to be inspiring. I'm going to take you through the 11 steps of awakening. So that's really exciting. But before I launch into that, I just kind of want to share a little bit about why I'm smiling. And it's because, oh my goodness, my life has just been rapidly expanding. I feel like since I um, manifested this dream home with my husband, we manifested it back in May, 2021. And ever since then, it has just felt like an upgrade in my life. And so I I'm sitting here in so much gratitude for not just like the house and the things, but really reflecting back, especially preparing for this episode, reflecting back on my own spiritual journey and literally sitting here going, how the fuck did I get here? How did I end up creating it from the darkest depths, from addiction and lack of self-love as long as I can remember, always feeling like an outcast, like I didn't, you know, belong and then experiencing trauma and heartbreak and all of the things that I've been through that I share in this podcast, plus all the other things I've been through that I don't share in the podcast, because just like you, I'm an onion with many layers, right? And so there's a lot, there's a lot I've been through. There's a lot that I have overcome. And sometimes I just get these moments of how did this actually happen, right? How did I get here? And of course I know how, and today's episode is actually going to take you through how, because I'm going to talk about the whole process of awakening and there's going to be so much in here for you. Um, but as a person, as a human, I sit back and go, no, really, how did this happen? Because I was not set up for this. I did not love myself. I mean, I'm sure I did when I was like a newborn, when we just have that innate love, but I learned very quickly to not, I learned very quickly to punish myself, to self-sabotage, to numb, to run, to bolt, to hide, to shy away. So how did I get to the place where I'm open and available and receiving the levels of miracles, the connection to spirit, the beautiful people that come into my life, the abundance in all the forms? How did I step into this? And that's just what I'm really present to today. It's such a overwhelmingly beautiful feeling. So before we recorded, or before I hit record, we, before we hit record, whoever we is, um, I did a beautiful like energy ritual that, you know, every day I touch base with who it is that I'm becoming. I talk about this all the time. Every day I am embodying that next version of myself. That's been a huge tool. Like the, 
I mean, it's just been life-changing to actually make that effort to really get there every day. And that's really been opening me up the last year or so. Um, But today I did a beautiful kundalini, being in the space, sinking into gratitude, sinking into my power. And it was just such a beautiful moment. I felt so, again, grateful, humbled, blessed, and really present to the fact that I am my expansion. I am choosing this life. I wake up every day and commit to be the person I want to be. That doesn't mean I'm perfect. That doesn't mean I only eat kale salads or I work out this many hours a day or this many whatevers or do any such thing. It's not about who I'm doing. It's who I am being. And when I make that space for myself, everything opens up. I become so much more connected to my spirit family, my intuition, my purpose, my healing, my power. So I am just feeling so good. And I'm going to recommend before we even launch into this episode, I'm just going to give you a little assignment to touch base with who you are becoming every single day. It can be three minutes. It can be 10 minutes. It can be an hour. It can be through meditation. It can be through getting still. It can be through nature. It could be through movement. It could be through putting your hand on your heart and just connecting with that source inside. So that assignment and getting out of, well, how do I do it? Getting out of, I need the perfect ritual. I need the perfect meditation. Getting out of that and just showing up, just doing it is your assignment for today. But it's for today and the rest of your days (laughs) is to set a timer. I don't care if you set a timer for 10 minutes and just get silent, lay on the bed, open up your palms, maybe put on some beautiful music and just get quiet. So I'm going to give you a little rough um, ritual that you can do, and then you can build on it. So first and foremost, go to a space where you can have some some quiet. Sometimes I have my kids are running around downstairs. I can technically hear them, but I go into my office or I go into my walk-in closet or I go into my bathroom or wherever I need to. Go to a place where you can have just like a little bit of space just for a moment. Grab something that enhances your senses. So I like to use essential oils, incense, Palo Santo. Like right now in my office, it looks like a Cheech and Chong movie because it's so smoky in here. I had like Palo Santo and then I lit incense and then I blew out a candle and I'm like, whoa, (laughs) but it feels amazing. So grab something that enhances your senses. It could even be um, like aromatherapy in the air or a really silky fabric that you can can lay on your lap or in your palms as you're meditating, just something that makes you feel really beautiful and held. I just personally, I love scents that always works so well for me. So grab that, go to the space where you can have just a moment of space. And then I recommend actually doing silence. So of course you can always do your favorite meditation, but just try silence and set a timer if you'd like, and literally just sit there. Even if you only have two minutes, those two minutes will open up space for source. So this isn't about time and doing it perfectly and doing it well. It's about doing it, showing up. So funny. I didn't plan on saying any of this, but obviously this needs to come through for you guys. So sit in silence. And if you want, 
in your mind's eye, feel into the hopes, to the dreams, to the desires that you have for yourself, how you want to feel. Allow in your mind's eye to maybe see yourself quickly, like driving the car or on vacation or seeing yourself maybe working out or laughing with a friend or a lover. Just allow your mind to go. If you're not a visual person, don't even worry about it. Just get still. It's all good. You can't mess it up. Get to that space, sit in it for as long as you can, or as long as you want. And then before you end, rub your hands together, rub your palms together, really back and forth, back and forth, creating some nice, beautiful heat, build it up, build it up, build it up. Put your hand in the prayer position in front of your heart. Like how you see people, all spiritual people meditating with their hands up in prayer, right in front of their heart and just say, What would you have me do today to step into the life that I know is meant for me? Take a pause, open your eyes, and then go about your day. That will create space for miracles. Okay. So before we launch in, for any of you that don't know me, uh, my name is Talia Joy and I am a manifestation mentor. And in my private mentorship with my one-on-one clients on this podcast and my group programs, I teach you how to create the life that you are meant for. And so how I teach this is with three pillars. The first is manifestation and the law of attraction. So teaching you how manifestation works, what the law of attraction is all about, and how to actually create the things that you want in your life. The second pillar is intuitive development because our intuition is the portal to source. This is the way that the universe is trying to speak to us and guide us and direct us to our highest calling. The It's also directing us to the manifestations that we want, how we can best serve people, and just basically how we can live the best life, what is right for us, what is available to us. Our intuition is truly the portal to all of these things. The third pillar that I teach is soul's purpose. And this is the calling of the soul. This is sort of what you are meant for. This is aligning with purpose and that ultimate place of just that alignment, being in alignment with what source wants you to do with the path that you signed up for. So when we combine these three things, learning how to manifest, which is very much about um, creating the human experience that you want, how to develop our intuition and our psychic abilities, which is the portal to guidance, the portal to the GPS, the roadmap, and then the soul's purpose, the soul's calling that deeper level of alignment. When we bring these three together and even just start practicing these three things, we unlock new levels of life. So everything I teach comes back to these three pillars And in this podcast, that is what you will continuously hear about. So some episodes are more about intuition. Some are more about how to manifest and some are more about soul's purpose, but all of them integrate all of it because in the way that I see it, the way that the universe and my guides share it with me, um, is that when we focus on these three things, we're really marrying the human experience with the spiritual experience, which is what allows us to magically create and co-create the life that we are meant for. So that's a little bit about me and my teachings. Also, in addition to that, I live on the West coast of Canada on a beautiful Island that you'll hear me talk about all the time called Vancouver Island. I absolutely love it. I live in a tiny little beach town, just live in the dream life. I'm also a mom of three. I have, um, an 11 year old daughter, an eight year old daughter, 
daughter and a two-year-old son. And what I love to do in my sort of spare time, my me time is quiet, get in nature. I love yoga. I love coffee. I love chocolate. I love cooking. Um, I love hanging out with like-minded friends, talking about the universe, expanding our consciousness, drinking tea, um, giggling with my husband. I married my soulmate. I don't know, five years ago now, I think, babe, (laughs) we've been together now, uh, just coming up on 10 years. I'm sure by the time this is recorded, we have been together 10 years. So whoop, whoop. Uh, I just love hanging out with him. He's so fun. He's my life buddy and reading and journaling and all of that beautiful stuff. So that is a little bit about me. Let's move on to today's episode. Um, So these stages of awakening, um, how I decided to do this today was um, when I was preparing for the episode, I just opened it up to source. Instead of me consulting my notes on how I teach awakening and all this stuff, I wanted to just see what source wanted you to see. And it is how I teach it. It's just that it's broken down into these very interesting and awesome steps. When I counted them all up after, of course, there's 11. So there's the 11 stages of awakening, which is just perfect. Good one source. Um, and so I can't wait to bring these to you today. So I am just going to go through them and with each one, I will, you know, offer and see what spirit wants to share about it and really help you to move forward. So I know you're going to identify with this. And what I would love to ask you to do is two things. Think inside as I'm going through this, identifying what stage you're at and really listening to how you can expand into the next stage, how you can, you know, know where you're going and open up. Cause I will share with each stage, you know, how to utilize it and how I moved through it. Another thing I would love you to do is to share this episode with somebody who is going through an awakening because my love, we are in a time where like the call to light has never been more important. This has been ringing through my body and just permeating my cells, how important it is for like-minded people to be gathering and um, giving the light momentum, accentuating, focusing on and bringing out the light. So I would love if you shared this episode with somebody else or five people or 11 people that you know, that are going through an awakening, because it'll give you that connection, something to talk about, something to amplify. This isn't just about the show and ratings. This is about getting this message into as many lives as possible because we need us all to be awakening. There is so much light and healing needed in the world right now. We are going to a very good place. The light is winning. We are going through a global awakening, but right now in time, at the time of recording in fall of 2021, there is a lot of denseness going on. There's a lot of people that are in transition, that are in shambles, that are in fear, that are scared. There's a lot of power struggle and isolation and segregation and judgment going on in the world. We need your light. So we need you moving through these stages of awakening, not just for you, but because you are a drop of source and we all need to do our part. It's just like, I don't need you to recycle just for you to recycle. We need you to recycle for the earth, right? To, for the collective. That's why we don't leave garbage at the park. It's not just about you. It's about the collective. It's the same with your awakening. This is a collective thing. When you are awake, you ignite the light in others. You show them, you, you exude light. 
which is what source is calling you to do, channeling through me to nudge you and encourage you to bring the light to those you know. And one beautiful way you could do that is share this show or go to someone and spark up a conversation about awakening, about source, about universe, about choosing love and be the light because we really need you. Okay, so let's get into the steps, the stages, the phases. Number one, is the darkness. So yes, the darkness is part of the awakening. We can't have light without dark. We can't have dark without light. So in this, you know, beautiful thing that you'd probably see on an inspirational calendar, the light cannot exist if you didn't have darkness before it. You would not know the light if you didn't experience the dark, right? It's just like you can't appreciate the best, crunchiest, sweetest apple if you haven't had those like mushy apples that should have been pie. (laughs) I'm an apple snob, so sometimes I go, this apple does not meet my standards. Who wants mealy? No. Anyway, so you can't know and desire the light without being shoved to the darkness. And this is the place in the darkness where you always have a choice every single day. Are we going to stay in the dark or are we going to start inching toward the light? And we all stay in the dark until the time that we're ready to move out of it. And a beautiful quote that came to me, just downloaded into my brain this week was, it's amazing what you can do when you're sick of your own shit. (laughs) And that's such a me way to say it, right? It's amazing what you can do when one day you wake up and you're sick of the dark. And this can happen, I'm going to get to this, but you can experience dark in one area of your life and be also awakening. But I'm just talking about when we are suffering, when I was knee deep in my eating disorder, knee deep doing drugs, taking pills, disconnected, upset, depressed, anxious, experiencing the lowest of my lows. That was my darkness. So this is stage number one is darkness. And this is where it feels like we are disconnected from source. Everything is on our plate. We cannot see a way out. It's hard to believe in something better because we just keep experiencing the same stuff over and over and over. And this is, I mean, there's a lot of parts in the awakening that are really tricky, that are really hard or can occur as hard because we get programmed into, you know, certain ways of thinking and certain ways of seeing ourselves. But this one is tough because when we've never experienced the light yet in this lifetime, it's hard to know it exists. And this is when we just maybe don't even believe we can do it or really heavily doubt we could ever do it. Right. And so this is the darkness, but as we start moving out of the darkness, you get to stage two, which is desire and hope. And this is when one day we kind of go, but really, am I going to get out of this? Is this it for me? And then some of us sometimes choose to lean into hope and desire. We start to let ourselves want something different. 
And when we start to let ourselves desire something different, this is the hope. Like, I really hope that this could be possible. And there's, you know, you'll hear people's transformation stories when I have beautiful guests on this show. And there's one that comes to mind, Veronica. And it's near the beginning of the podcast. I forget now what episode it is, but it's called Trust the Reroute. And she was in an unhealthy, abusive relationship. And she had um, multiple children, I think, Veronica has four children, three or four. Um, and she was just stuck in it. But one day the hope and the desire for something new came in. What if I could leave this relationship? What if I could make it on my own and give my children and myself a better life, a better chance at happiness and, and something that feels better, right? So we get to these points where we hope and desire something new. And that stage two, there's a little bit of a crack in our story. So for me, when I was in my eating disorder, I had this moment where I looked at both paths and I was like, one, I actually am going to die because an eating disorder, drugs and addiction, they never lead you to thrive. I just knew that if I continue down this path, I'm not going to make it very long. And that was weird to me because it is not my path to die early. It doesn't feel like it resonated. I was like, that doesn't even feel right. So I switched my focus to, I wonder if I could actually recover, if I could get healthy in, um, in a healthy way, (laughs) if I could, you know, find my balance and love myself and really step into something more. And so that is that phase two, where we have hope and desire. So stage three (laughs) source wanted to call spiritual rebound sex. (laughs) I don't question it anymore. It's, it's the way it channels through me, but this is where we have rebound really, where we go back to the darkness and then we have hope again. And then we go back to the darkness and then we have hope again, right? Think of, you know, rebound sex in a relationship or you go back to your ex. It's like, you kind of go back to the slums and then you have hope and desire for something new. And then you go back to what's comfortable, right? Which is what wasn't working. And this is normal. We all do that this because hope and desire are new. And as you may have heard me talk about many times, life works on momentum. And when something is new, we don't yet have a momentum behind it. So we hope and desire in our moments of clarity, but then it's very easy to go back into the darkness because of our habits, because of our way of thinking, because it's normal for us to come home and have a drink, or it's normal for us to keep thinking the same, um, limiting and damaging thoughts about ourselves, about our body, about our potential, right? So we have this little in phase three, we're in this in between that source wanted to call spiritual rebound sex, where we go back and forth between the light and the dark or the old and the new where we, you know, um, we, we flirt with both sides. We, we practice a little bit the light, but it's like where we're fully engaged with the devil and the angel, but back and forth and often resting back in devil for a while. But then we start moving into stage four, which is where we start experiencing a ray of light. And the ray of light phase is when we start to go, no, but I want something bigger. And we even start making shifts. No, I want to rest in the light, right? I've done this back and forth for a bit and I recognize like I want the light. And this is where we start to experience, as I mentioned, some changes, maybe some little 
you know, differences where like, okay, you know, I quit drinking in the weekdays or I started, you know, carving out more me time or I booked myself a massage and like, no, no, I want this, right? We kind of get into that, which is also starting to border into faith where it's like, I know what I'm meant for deep down and I really do want it, right? So we have this ray of light and then we're in this ray of light for a bit and then we start experiencing stage five, stage five, which is commitment phobia. And this is where we go like, oh, but it's so much work to commit to the light. Like, oh, going out for exercise every day or meditating every day. And we go like, ah, backtrack, backtrack, right? As you notice in the beginning, and you're going to notice this throughout all of this, Um, there's a lot of back and forth in the stages of awakening. You don't awaken perfectly, which is like one plus two plus three plus four. Like that's not how it works. We go one, two, one, zero, negative three, four, five, two, one negative. Like we keep going back and forth and that's actually normal. That is what has us grow. This is why a child doesn't just walk the first time and just go. Then they're off to the races. They actually fall down quite a few times and it's a wobbly process in the beginning. That is normal. So we go, so just to recap, there's the darkness where we're feeling really low, where we're feeling really hopeless. Then we start to get some hope and desire, which is phase two, which is desire. Stage three is the rebound sex where we go back and forth between the darkness and the light a bit. Number four is when we start going, there's an actual ray of light. I start experiencing some internal or external changes. Like we kind of go like, F it, I'm doing this. And then we get scared. Then we get present to what we're actually doing. And it's like, what I have to invest this much or this much time, or what is this going to take? And all of a sudden it feels like it's going to be a lot of work to awaken, to create the life that we want. So through these stages, you may now be aware of awakening, but in the beginning, it's not about trying to awaken. It's actually just about healing and becoming whole and digging yourself out of the dirt. Literally. It's like, I want something better for myself. Source knows you're on the path of awakening. You don't realize that at first. So when you're going through this commitment phobia stage, which is stage five, It's like, "Ah, I don't really want to commit. And you might sign up for something and half phone it in, or you might really want this and sign up for a program, but you weren't really ready. Or you say you're going to do it and you don't kind of do it. You show up half the time. And this is again, normal. This is where we're scared to dive fully in because again, we've always been in the dark or we're used to it. We're comfy in this comfy space, even though it doesn't feel good we're used to the smallness and the kind of the comfiness. So we get scared and we might, again, we might say we're going to do something or say we want something, but to follow through is a whole other thing. And sometimes we may follow through. Sometimes we may not. That's that commitment phobia stage. But then after stage five and remember there's 11, right? So now we're getting to the halfway point where when we decide to keep hensing forth, we then start getting grit. Stage six is grit. And this is where we accept the assignment. We say, fine, I'm accepting that I'm not going to wither away into the darkness. I am doing this. This is the lifetime. I am doing this. I am ready slash terrified, but inside 
F it, I'm doing it, right? And this is when we see this in people where maybe you've tried to lose weight for a long time, or you have a friend that struggled with their weight their whole life until one point that they end up losing the weight and clicking into their healthiest self, and now they're maintaining it. It's like something changed, right? Or when someone quits drinking or someone decides to start the business or hire the mentor, they're sick of struggling. And when they're sick of struggling, they start accepting the spiritual assignment, accepting their higher path, their higher good, their light being essence and go like, fine, I'm sick of struggling like a struggling human. I'm ready to step into source. And that is level six, accepting the assignment, gathering your inner grit where you start going, no, okay, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I am meditating, or I am going to start this. And there's times when we don't always a hundred percent do it, but that's not what it's about. It's about the energy of like, okay, I'm in, I'm in, sign me up. I'm accepting the assignment. And when you sit in stage six, accepting the assignment, showing up, this is when you start to notice when you're triggered. And kind of start going like, I wonder what that's about or start noticing patterns. I notice every time I feel left out, it really triggers me. Or I really notice that powerful women trigger me, or I really notice that, you know, I say I want a relationship, but I'm terrified to go out on a date. I wonder what that's about. It's where you start. This is really, truly the beginning of conscious awakening because you start becoming aware of your thoughts and of what you're doing, who you're being. So you get this grit of, I want to be different. I want to change my life. And if you rest in step six, you get to move on to seven, which is rebirth. And this is where the law of attraction starts catching up with you because you've been chilling in a bit of grit for a bit. So right away, the law of attraction starts bringing you new results. And this is called rebirth. This is where shit starts changing. Maybe people start phasing out of your life. Opportunities start walking in. You start becoming someone that you almost don't recognize. Like, Ooh, who is this confident, sexy lady? right? Like you start embodying who you truly are and you might even catch yourself in the mirror going, Ooh, you look good. Look at your curves. They're so beautiful or good job body for getting through all that. Whereas before you might've just been like, "Ugh, I need to lose 10 pounds or, you know, look at that jiggle. You start stepping into like, I am really feeling who I am. I am really noticing the change and the shedding that is happening from the inside and your external reality starts to reflect it. So this is the rebirth. This is the transformation place. It's not that you go from A to C. There's a B in the middle. The what happened? The what was that middle point that changed it all? That is the rebirth. That is phase seven, where you start doing things differently. You might sign up for a Reiki class or hire a coach or really start sinking into who you are becoming. You start shedding old ways of doing things. And yeah, sometimes that's people fall away from your life. Your social circle will change. Your inner thoughts and feelings will change. If you're going through rebirth or you have gone through rebirth, you look in your journal and it's much different than it was five years ago. You're like, wow, this is completely different. That is rebirth. 
And when you're in this stage, you're again, the law of attraction is gathering more and more momentum. It's like the snowball is like big and it's rolling down the hill in a good way. It's just so much picking up so much movement, so much action. And that takes you into phase eight, which is getting high. (laughs) I love spirit. I love how it talks to me. So phase eight is getting high, much like it looks like I did in my office with all of the incense and the Nick Jamba. Um, so feeling, this is where we're feeling really good. And this is where we start getting some, um, more immediate and substantial wins. Like this is where you might meet the one or you get a promotion or you start manifesting just easier and bigger things, right? You might hire a coach and then manifest the money right after, or you just feel like things are starting to click, right? You, you know, want to find a new massage therapist. And then they kind of just walk into your life. Someone recommends that was easy. You've wanting, you've been wanting to manifest the, the home or, you know, uh, whatever it is that you're going for and movement starts happening. Maybe you actually do get the home or maybe it's just like, Ooh, now this car, this Corvette actually feels like it's closer in my reality because I all of a sudden have this extra money where I have like a good payment. And then I see like, you know, the dealership has, you know, these payments available, whatever it starts becoming more clear and you start feeling high. Like I feel good because I feel good, not because the day went right or because someone gave me something or because I got more stuff. I feel good because I feel good because I choose it. You've been going through the phases and you've been really focusing more and more on the light. And now you get to get high. You get to experience a new level of life where you can get giddy when the sun is shining on your face or just excited to be who you are. This is where life really, really changes dramatically and you start to become farther away from your lowest lows to the point where you now feel like you're never going to go back there. And PS, I'll get to the later phases and you'll, I'll explain this. You can always experience darkness. You may be in your highest high and still have really depressed or down moments, but it's like, like for me now, I'm just going to be really transparent. I'm so far away from like doing Coke or like being in a hardcore party scene that I just know I'll never go back there. I know that that just doesn't come into my life anymore. So yeah, I may experience lows in the way of like a day where I have a funk or a few hours or something throws me sideways, but I'll never be back in the trenches because I just won't. I just vibrate on a way different level than I used to. So this is where we get to get high and we get to feel the high form of life and feel really good. So after this phase of getting really high and this high, I also am meaning like higher frequencies, spirit guides, crown chakra, more intuitive development, more higher perspective, higher consciousness. And this is really good. It's an amazing place to be. And I was here for quite a few years until I realized I was too high. (laughs) And sometimes when you're all up there, you're kind of like, for lack of better words, I would say like, there's these times where I'm just lost in the cosmos. That's the best way I can describe it. I'm all about spirit guides. I'm all about higher perspective. I'm all about the ultimate good in the highest realms and you know, all of that. 
which is really, really good. But then after that, sometimes, well, actually this is what happens in phase eight is we start to feel ungrounded. We start to feel like being a human is hard. And so let me know, or I'm used to be on Facebook and stuff. Let me know in the comments, but I'd love to hear, maybe reach out. Like I said, in the show notes, there's a link to reach me on messenger. If you've ever felt this or share it on Instagram and, um, let me know, tag me and and let me know if you can relate to this or what phase you're in. Um, but when we're in the getting high phase towards the end of that phase, we realize we're too high and we need to come down. So it gets hard to be human having appointments and filling out forms and paying taxes. It all can feel just too much having conversations, needing to structure and plan your business, your day, your week. It's like being a human all of a sudden feels like, ugh, I just want to be up there all the time. <laughs> so again, this is my experience and this is how source is showing it to me that, um, I'm sure you can relate. So the next phase, phase nine is actually where we ground down. And this is where we take all of this higher awareness and higher levels of life and higher ways of being and our intuition and our spirit guides. But we realize that we need to ground it down into this human experience because at the end of the day, like it or not, wah, 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 we're still human, right? We want to get in touch with our spirit and we want to be all high, but that's what happens when we pass. That's what happens between lives. We get to be in that realm, but for now we are human. We are earthbound. We have a body and it's when we integrate the soul and the higher aspect into being human that we start to open up to even bigger levels. And it becomes not just about what you can create and what you can manifest, but everything about the higher good and living in purpose. So Stage nine is grounding down where we actually get to practice like grounding into the earth and we get more settled into routines and structures and realize that like, this is personally for me. I can't just be in the cosmos all day. I need to rock the balance of both. So when I do my, um, beautiful, like I was describing what I did today, the energy work, the meditation, my sacred morning space that integrates the two. I sink into being human, into routines and something solid, but I bring spirit into my day. I'm not floating out in the cosmos because then to be really honest, I get super overwhelmed at those things I was mentioning before, like scheduling and plans and, you know, uh, taxes and savings and everything just feels like it doesn't even matter. Like I just want to be in spirit, but it does matter. We need to keep our life together and be in integrity as a human. So then we get to ground down in phase nine and we get to sink into solid routines. We get to start to master our body, which is about the food we eat and moving it. It's a very grounded practice. And so a lot of times I find my clients, and this has been a journey for me as well, struggle with weight. And this can be because there's a lot of, I mean, it can be for a lot of reasons, but something that I see is in this whole awakening process, 
um, we try to ground ourselves down by eating heavy foods and by weighing physically more. We try subconsciously to ground our energy by being heavier because we are lost in our emotions, in our sensitivity, in our disempowerment, in, you know, being an empath and being highly sensitive and everything high up. And we're not grounding down into our body. In fact, we're disassociating and disconnecting with our body. So as we ground down in phase nine, we really start to come back home to our body. And this is when, if you haven't already, you're going to start loving your body more. You're going to see it as a sacred vessel that you get to come home to. You'll get to find new ways of grounding and find, you know, stillness and water and earth food and putting your toes in the ground and spending time in nature. And that stuff will become more important to you as you ground down, maybe using stones. And I have a, um, a program called the empowered empath that I run usually once a year. And this is all about how to master the experience of being an empath and how to manifest and create an incredible life as an empath. And in that program, we talk a lot about grounding. So if that strikes you watch out for that in the future, the empowered empath. But anyways, in phase nine, we really start grounding down. So before we get into the next two phases, I'm going to do a quick recap. So phase one was about the darkness. Phase two is when we hope and desire something new. Phase three is where we have that spiritual rebound between the darkness and the light. We do that for a little bit. Stage four is where we start to have a deeper level of faith and start to experience a little bit more of a ray of light and really desire to lean into that. We want more of that. Stage five is commitment phobia, where we again go like, oh, this is scary. This is going to take a lot of work. And we kind of retract and go like, what? It's going to take this much. How am I going to do that? I can't commit committing to the light. And we get scared and we get cold feet. Step six, phase six is when we start accepting the assignment. And this is where the grit comes out, where we're done with suffering And it's that pivotal time in the middle where the grit comes out and we go, F it, I'm committed. And then after that, we get to move on to the rebirth, which is that phase seven rebirth transformation, where we get to go from the caterpillar to the butterfly. And then phase eight is getting high where we feel really good. We are experiencing truly a new level of life, a new level of source, a new level of manifestation, and everything feels really good. We start getting really, really high and realize that we start feeling too high, disconnected. Things start feeling a little hard to be human. And then we transition into phase nine, which is grounding down, bringing the spirit aspect and the highest highness and bringing it into our body and starting to really master the human experience, sacred self-love boundaries, deciding what it is you want routine sinking into your body. And phase 10 is where we get to come out. Up until phase 10, we may be hiding who we truly are, this spiritual evolution that's going on inside, the realization that you are in fact spirit. You've maybe been hiding it from your friends and family, or maybe you just have a few select people that really know. Maybe online, you're all about the spiritual and the universe and the law of attraction. And then when you're around your friends and family, you shrink back into what they used to know you as. But in phase 10, it's kind of like 
I can't hide this anymore. This is who I am. It's going to show through the people around you are going to know it's time to come out. It's time to come out in your power. It's time to evolve into a leader in your life. Meaning you are the one in charge of your life. People start seeing it. People start going, wow, she's really changed. How have they done that? How has he shifted so much in such a short amount of time? You start to come out as who you truly are. Probably the music you listen to might change. Maybe your style or maybe what you're doing for a job, maybe your habits and routines, everything has dramatically changed. And it's time to come out and say, I am the butterfly. Yes. You used to know me as the caterpillar, the earthbound thing. My kid in the back is loving this. Um, but now I'm a butterfly. See me for all my colors. You get to come out. And then we evolve into I'm not going to say the last stage because everything is a continuum, but phase 11 is where we now it's a, just about mastering and practicing the whole journey of what we have become. So most of awakening is back and forth. Most of awakening is struggle and overcoming and finding the balance, finding the beautiful middle ground, the Tao, the center. And then once we're there at 11, we just get to master. This is where we get to practice. This is where we have way more accelerated growth and deeper spiritual experiences. You might, you might experience bigger levels of transformation, bigger manifestation, but really in the essence of it all, yes, this is where you get to have it all, but also this is where you get to get to practice for life, which means you're going to be triggered you're going to be kicked down. This is where they say new level, new devil. But this time, instead of meeting that old voice, the ego, the limits, instead of meeting it and believing it and feeding into it and doubting and wondering and going back and going forward and going all over the place, you get to meet it knowing okay, I've risen. So now this stuff is coming up. Let's look at it. Let's alchemize it. Let's process it and be on with it because you know, it's up and up and up from here. But this level is practicing. This level is endurance. This level is the realization that with each level will come a new thing to deal with a new trigger, an old belief in a new suit. There's always going to be experiences. There's always going to be contrast in your life because you're human. But the more you know that and realize that, the more you get to move through it and not have to keep going back, not have to keep teetering around in doubt and not really getting the results you want and back and forth and back and forth. You get to just know this is part of moving forward. So a little story here is at the time of recording, just a couple days ago, I invested in myself in a new mentor and it's the most I've ever invested for sort of the time, um, like a short amount of time and a large ticket price. And it was really big. I was really nervous, but in my body was a full body. Heck yes. A full body F. Yeah. And that is what let me know that I need to do it. So I invested and then even had some like, oh my goodness, I can't believe it. And then my mind starts going like, okay, so if that payment is here, then we have to make this money. And I just went, no, stop new level, 
that old stuff is going to come up and want me to figure it out and want me to worry. And what about my mortgage payment? And what about this day? And right. But I know that that is part of expansion. I know that that is part of moving forward. I've been down this road many, 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 many times. And in fact, I know that when I'm stretching myself, And moving into new phases, there absolutely will be fear. But my job is to tune into the excitement below, tune into what I know is right and know at the end of the day, in this case, it's just money and money is energy. And as I expand my energy every single time, I expand my money and my love and my self-love and my sacredness and my power and my business and my parenting and my everything my relationships, my integrity, my health, everything expands as I expand. So why would I keep myself small just because it's this many dollars, right? Money is energy. And I know that every time I expand myself, new stuff comes up. So for you, it might not be money for you. It might be other things, but as you go through life, you're always going to be triggered. It's always going to be a little scary getting on stage or starting a podcast or going out on a first date or choosing to marry someone or having a baby or whatever else. It's always going to be a little bit scary to leap. But every time you expand yourself, you know this as you verge on this level 11, which really is the awakened being in the awakening for the rest of the time. You get to now be in this and deepen your experience and become more psychic and more with your spirit family and more in purpose, manifest more, but know that with that will always come times where you want to bolt because it's scary you want to shut down, you might get overwhelmed, but you need to keep hensing forward. And that's what you know, as you move through the awakening, see in the beginning phases, you don't know that you think you can't get out of it. You think you're not meant for this. You actually believe that people like you can't turn your life around that people like you can't do this, that you will let yourself down, that it is too much money. That's at the beginning phases. You see the difference in your energy and in your mentality as you move through awakening. So it doesn't matter what actual phase, like what number you're at, but where are you on the trajectory of fucking knowing that you are meant for the life you see in your mind's eye. And that in fact, you can create it really quickly. You can change your life. You can quantum shift quantum leap. The only thing that determines how fast you can quantum leap is how much you believe that you can quantum leap and how much you're willing to meet that resistance and go, I see you resistance. I see that I'm scared to do this, but is it a full body? Fuck. Yeah. And if going out on the date or hiring the mentor, in my case, I knew I had to hire her, her sacred energy. I listen to her podcast all the time. I've just known deep down when I'm ready for that level, she's my person. And guess what? I am ready for all the next levels. So this could go on and on forever. You could be continuing to create phases as you go along forever, but that's why this phase 11 is the mastering. It's the ongoing practice. It's the witnessing when you're out of alignment, it's the witnessing of what is not working and how I need to shift it. What is working and how can I lean into it? What feels good? What feels in purpose? What feels in alignment with what I want, with who I am becoming. And in that phase of mastering, you continuously get really good at leaping. 
whether that's investing in yourself, like I was talking about, taking on new habits and routines, going out for that walk every day, spending 10 minutes journaling, giving yourself beautiful time, organic food, starting to take better supplements or take better care of your health in some way. Whatever your leaping is for you, keep doing it. And this phase is not about being there. The phase of awakening or the last stage of awakening is not about being there and sitting on your big throne going, okay, I'm here now. Mm, I'm so good. No, you will be humbled. You will be scared. You will go, I thought I've dealt with this before. I thought I've already moved through this feeling of being alone. I thought I moved through loving my body. I thought I loved myself. I thought I learned self-love like last year. No, no, no. You will always keep practicing, but that's what the master knows is I keep practicing until the day I die and beyond PS. And I'm okay with that. I know it's all a practice. I know it's all an assignment. So new level, new possibility, new pocket of fear, new opportunity to alchemize the F out of that fear. So in this phase, do not be afraid to invest money, time, love, because the longer you don't, the longer you hold yourself back from fully embodying this phase and taking on the path of the master, the master of your life, the creator of your reality, knowing you will be scared. And all I need to do is tune back into who I'm becoming tune back into if this is right for me and go forward with unwavering faith, knowing that if it's meant for me and if it has an investment, I will meet it. If it means getting up a little early to meditate, or if it means writing out my feelings every day, or it means getting bold enough to put on that sexy dress and go out for the date or investing $10,000 in myself. If I know deep down in my cells, it's right. I have to to go forward. That is the path of the awakened master. That is the path of the awakened is seeing life for what it actually is, which is not your limits. It's an unlimited web of possibility. Life is a quantum feel that you get to choose what you tune into. And as you awaken, you simply realize and start to believe that fact that is awakening, moving out of your human limits and into the unlimited possibility of source. And over time, we fight less and less for our limits and we lean more and more into our success. We argue less for the fact that we can't do it and argue more for the fact that we can, we believe less in the fact that we're going to fail and we believe more in the possibility of overwhelming abundance of purpose of living in love and joy with the body and the life and the bank account and the people that you want in the home you want having the fucking experience that you want. You get to know that more, believe it more then you believe in your limits. And when the day comes that you fight more for your success than you do for your limits, you know, you have awakened, you are awakening. And now it's time to practice that show the universe 
that you get it. See, another thing when I know that when I invest in myself, I'm also showing the universe, Hey, look, I'm acting like a person who has faith. I'm acting like a person who knows that money doesn't limit her. So yes, right now I couldn't go buy a million dollar something cash out front. Right. But as I've awakened, I've invested more and more and more in myself as time goes on. At first it was like $49 in a class. And then it was like $89 in another class. And then it was like a thousand dollars for a few months of mentoring. And then it was like $5,000. And then one time it was 20,000 over a year for, to work with someone. Right. So I just keep going up because I see over and over and over again, that every time I do, I expand myself. And every time I expand myself, more miracles and possibility and abundance comes into my life. So I always make the money back. But again, this isn't just about money. It's in any way that you need to invest in yourself to move forward for you. It may be the time. It may be the self-love, the expanding of your heart. Or it may be a program or a mentor or flying to see, you know, a live workshop or retreat, whatever it is, know that when it's right for you, it will expand you and you'll make the money back or the time will end up being stretched. You might think, how can I possibly squeeze more time in the day? But when you do say that exercise, I took you through in the very beginning in five minutes, you'll realize how much better you feel. And then pretty soon it's like, oh yeah, of course I can. It's just five minutes. My kids never even notice, or sometimes I'm interrupted, but usually I get through it and I feel so much better. It expands my ability to manifest. So why would I not? Why would you not? That's what you start realizing as you awaken. So I really hope seeker that this episode has served you. And that's why I am so about awakening because it takes you from the place of not having any possibility into realizing that you are just as powerful as God. In fact, you are source. You have all the power that the universe has to create what you want in your life. And you can co-create that experience, whatever it is that you want. And if you want my help in this, I am extremely booked up, which is a beautiful problem to have, but I'm actually booking right now for 2022 mentorship starting in either late December or in January to take just a couple one-on-ones through my coaching experience. And so I can give you all the details. Feel free to reach out to me. I'm booking now and I do book up really fast. So if mentorship with me has been on your mind, has been in your energy, has been something you've been desiring, take the next step by reaching out to me and we can start to connect and you can see if in fact it is right for you because I go through this process with very intentional people that are ready for intentional things. So we can have a little sit down and see mutually if we are a good fit, but whatever you do now, next year to expand your awakening, remember to keep increasing your capacity to leap into yourself expand that capacity to do a little bit more of the things you keep saying you're going to do or know you need to do or know you want to do sacred time alone, writing things out. Maybe it's free flow writing or meditation or going out in nature or all of the examples I've used in this show and keep expanding towards that because awakening is on the other side for you. And maybe you are already in stage 11 wondering if I'm so awakened, why am I still struggling or why do these things keep coming up? It's because the, that last stage 
is the rest of life, is the lifelong practice stage where you will be continuously tested, triggered, whatever you want to call it, but it's not some mean test. It's actually a call to rise so that you can keep expanding into bigger and bigger levels. So I love you so much. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Your support means so much. The fact that you keep back, keep coming back and keep listening. And you're this seeker on the path. I am here for you. I love you. And I can't wait to connect with you in private mentorship or back next time on the show. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning into today's episode and thank you for being someone who is committed to the light, committed to activating the life that they are meant for, awakening to their power and manifesting a beautiful experience. I am so excited that we got to connect. If you are a highly motivated seeker and you are ready to manifest the life that you're meant for, make sure to check the show notes where there's a link for private mentorship, including a special deal just for podcast listeners. I'll see you soon in the next episode.